and welcome to your Cinematropolis radio station. Today we'll be talking with the Cinematropolis co-founders and co-curators Jacob and Zachary Burns about their most recent film that just debuted at Dead Center 2017, Fleeting Light. I am totally blind. I have 3% of my eyesight left. And there's a curve there and I'm not using a cane or my guide dog. I will find the curve the hard way. Well, you know, I thought it was weird once I heard of what it was going to be. Six weeks of you guys just handling cameras and experimenting and taking photos. Experience the world in, in a different way. We've engaged a number of these students in a broad variety of artistic medium. One of the things that they expressed an interest in was being able to take a photo. So if you're listening in for the first time and you haven't heard of Fleeting Light, it's about a group of blind and vision-impaired individuals who prove that art is accessible to all. The film follows Zachary Burns as he teaches a photography class to a group of blind and vision-impaired individuals at New View's Oklahoma City facility. The class has culminated in a gallery art show at the Iowa Gallery that featured the students' photography from the class. So it's a documentary about an art exhibit for visually impaired folks. Zachary Burns, the person who taught the class and also co-directed this film, welcome to Cinematropolis Radio. Hello. Uh, Jacob Burns, his brother, who also assisted with the filmmaking. You guys are co-directors on this, right? It's true. Jacob, welcome to the show. Thank you. Zach, I'll, I'll actually start with you because this is based off of like your project to teach because you guys didn't go into this knowing you were gonna make a documentary, correct? That's very true. So, can you tell us a little bit more about the, the, the premise of the class? Um, well, basically, uh, just how it all got started. I just uh, was on some movie set uh, being a still photographer. I forget what movie. But I just got an email, so I was just checking, and it was from uh, Sandy Wright, who works at New View. And it was just saying, hey, we like to provide these art classes to our blind and vision impaired clients. Would you like to teach a photography class? Uh, and can you start next week? And I was like, oh, hey, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I I would love to teach a photography class, but I cannot start next week. But from there, I just we met a few weeks later, um, just kind of talking about what they wanted and and uh, you know what what I could do. And I walked in just with my kind of first initial pitch of we do this overall photography class, and in it, I take photos of every student in the class uh, replicating each of their own specific vision impairments. So I take a portrait of them replicating how they see so then um, normal sighted people could see that and kind of get a glimpse of how they see. Sandy and Nuvu really just caught on to the idea and were like, oh, that sounds amazing. We could do like this small little art show after the class is over because they'd done something like that before with the previous class um, that was just like a one or two night art show. And then it kind of just really ballooned from there because I was like, yeah, that'd be great. And we could, you know, we'll also have, you know, photos that the students took hanging up at this art show and then also uh, include audio interviews of them describing their vision, which is what I uh, used to take their portraits from. And so, yeah, it just kind of exploded from there and everybody just got really excited. We're like, whoa, like and. Both of us on either side of the table were like, neither of us have done anything like this before, but it, it sounds great, which was super cool. And they were just really, really on board from the very beginning. And actually, it was during that very same meeting that 
one of them, Tamara Babbitt, was like, what if we also shot video of this to just have a short little video about the class and the art show? And I was like, great, I know all the right people. <laughs> um, and they were like, cool. <laughs> Basically, almost from the very beginning, uh, the this, at least in some form or another, the, the documentary aspect was there. That's, that's, that's really funny. You're like, not only should we shoot video, let's just go ahead and make a full-blown documentary about this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, that... That kind of ballooned as we went <laughs> when we initially pitched the whole project, uh, like the class and the art show and and the short documentary aspect of it um, in a more formal sort of way. Our initial thoughts were it'd probably be like a, just a five minute short documentary <laughs> being like, oh, isn't this nice? Um, and really then as as we were shooting as we were doing the class and as we were going we were like you know there's a lot of good stuff in here you know maybe this might be 10 minutes um Whoa, <laughs> modest ambition yeah Sweet yeah ambitious there's that um <laughs> and then and then it kept going and we we're like wow we're getting lots of good stuff and then we we're like maybe this is going to be a half hour um and so we we kind of settled on that um and uh and then you know really just kind of had to wait until we could start putting all the pieces together uh to see if it would uh support that long of a uh, of a story and it, it really really worked out excellent that's really cool isn't that great uh very organic experience you're like oh hey we get this class well what if we document it and then it turns into oh we'll make a short little youtube video or, or something <laughs> like that and then balloons into oh we're actually gonna tell this huge really big story uh, about yeah. this class it's a half an hour long yeah uh now i'm just kind of curious this story seems like it might be a little more personal to you know your own kind of visual impairment can you talk about that a little bit Sure thing. I am actually, uh, ever since I was a, a, a young little lad, I have been legally blind in my left eye. So I just see blurriness uh, in my left eye. And that's, that's, a, that's a fun little thing that I've kind of used to experiment in different photography projects before. Um, uh, doing, you know, similar things like I did in this class of trying to replicate my own vision impairment uh to allow other people to see kind of get an idea of how i see things and so yeah i think just from that it kind of helped give me you know different ideas on, on what to do for the class and uh yeah give me at least a little bit of a, a more personal connection to to the students very cool so jacob your brother's like, hey, I'm teaching this class. You want to shoot two minutes of video? And then you're like, do you come in like saying, well, we could actually make a full-length documentary feature? Like, what what kind of role did you play in kind of developing this this idea? Yeah, I mean, like Zachary was saying, it was very kind of a – one thing Zachary didn't mention was this kind of took place over a year and a half before we actually started shooting. Um, that, that is accurate. <laughs> I, I condensed the timeline. And so um, – yeah, so at one point after he had had that initial meeting, he he came to me telling me about that, um, all that going on, and I was just like excited about the class. So I thought that was a really cool idea. And then he was like, also they're talking about maybe making, uh, like a short documentary or a video or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm so on board. That's that's gonna be awesome. And so like as we were talking about it, I remember that night, like we were just like we were just sitting in Zachary's apartment, and we were just getting like super excited about like what. <laughs> what we could do with this and how, what we wanted it to be. Cause we didn't want it to be, uh, it would be easy for something like this to be kind of turn into like kind of a corporate video or kind of like a, um, kind of your standard, like nonprofit, um, kind of like almost like fundraising video or whatever. And we really mm -hmm. didn't want it to be that we did. We wanted it to focus more on the students in the class. And so I think that was our biggest like fear over the next year <laughs> after we said we were going to do it <laughs> yeah. uh, was like, oh man, are the, the are we going to be able to, you know, 
are we going to have interesting stories from the students in the class? And just uh, within five minutes of the first class, it was very obvious that we were going to have way too many stories uh, to choose from because everybody in the class was super interesting. Um, and you could make a documentary on each one probably. So yeah, it was, um, it was really exciting. It was a little daunting at first cause we just had never done anything like that before. But once we got into the class, like it was just a matter of just like capture as much footage as possible and then we'll figure out later on. And like Zachary said, it started out as, yeah, it'll be like a five minute thing. And then it just kept <laughs> ballooning. And every time I'd go into edit, it just kept getting longer and longer. <laughs> it was just like, I was like, there's no way we can cut this stuff. Cause it's so, it, it, it was just so much good, uh, like kind of emotional, like good character stuff, like good. It just, it just, and it was just like fascinating just to watch these people, you know, just kind of, yeah, just how they kind of adapted to something that we see as being a very visual medium, medium, and it is obviously, but like, uh, as we say in a documentary, you know, division isn't just about like sight and stuff like that. And so, mm. yeah, it was just, it was really cool to be there and see some of the photos that they took and, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Super cool. I mean, just super exciting to hear about, like, you know, this documentary that really just evolved very organically. I mean, um, I think you guys are kind of doing that whole news format. Oh, we'll just capture all this footage and, and narrow it down to two minutes. But it really just kind of, uh, uh, you know, in the same way podcasts like uh, S-Town or Serial, they just kind of ballooned and you're like, holy smokes, well, this is some other amazing project. Let's just go ahead and roll with this. Um, so talk to me a little bit about how you guys balanced the production and the class. I mean, Zach, obviously you're, you're teaching the class, mm -hmm. so your attention's gonna gonna remain there. How did you guys decide, okay, Jacob's gonna shoot here and, and I'll teach, or did, how, how did that process work on the set? Uh, for lack of better words, we mostly just winged it. <laughs> um, uh, just cause, you know, I mean, for what we were doing, I mean, you, you kind of just had to, like we, we went in with a, a decent plan. Like obviously I was teaching class and everything, but we, we at least went in like being like, you know, this is gonna be, you know, this is, you know, our first class, let's have, you know, extra people on board. So we brought in, uh, some other, uh, local people around here to be like a, a second camera, uh, and, and stuff like that to just help us out and make sure we were capturing everything. Um, and, and so we kind of went essentially week by week. It was a, a six week class, uh, once per week. Um, and we kind of just, um, after each class, we kind of just went like, okay, this, you know, this went well. Um, what's coming up next week? Let's, you know, try to plan out uh, what we need to make sure we cover all the important stuff here as far as the documentary, as well as m me just having to go beyond that and being just making sure I'm getting everything done and ready just to actually teach the class itself. But yeah, I mean, I think we just kind of yeah did it. Yeah, exactly. And then like after each class, we would talk about mm -hmm. what we had both seeing you know what we had both witnessed in the class and sometimes he'd be like oh this moment happened did you capture that and mm -hmm. stuff like that and then we just kind of talked about what things we actually had captured and then kind of talked about like okay then what's the what's the story here what's the arc or yeah. whatever like how does this contribute to that and so then by the next class we had kind of an idea of like okay yeah after the first um the very first class we kind of had a pretty decent idea of who our main characters were going to be there's kind of there's three students mm -hmm. in particular that we gotcha. follow um there was like 12 students all together i think yeah um uh so we knew we wanted to focus on like three of them just to kind of give different perspectives um so we knew that so then from there it's like okay now we know who we kind of need to focus on but we don't want to miss moments from other people as well and then um yeah just every class we we would kind of have an idea of like okay 
this is in an ideal world this is kind of a beat that we would like to have here but we also we didn't do any forcing anything like For we sure, wanted yeah. to we definitely want to be a very like fly on the wall documentary we don't really do any like you know sit down interviews where we pulled out a bunch of lights and lit it okay um, so there's no talking so, heads right yeah not really yeah. like there's there's a little bit we we kind of follow them into their homes and let them kind of talk about uh their impairments and the way they live at home and stuff like that but we didn't do any big grand glamorous lighting setups or anything like that we just did it just kind of on the fly just 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 talking with them very very yeah. cinema verite yeah more just for specifically for those who more just kind of went in just hung out and had a conversation yeah also awesome. just happened to be a camera there yeah very very cool that actually kind of brings me to our, to our next question so you guys are known for narrative film you guys have you guys last year at dead center you had electric nostalgia which won the best oklahoma feature um what the bodies hit the floor is your short film that's playing uh at the that played at the festival this year so what, what was the transition like going from more narrative driven material to something that's documentary had you have you because I, I if i understand correctly this is your first documentary this is definitely the first one that we've directed and had were the main creative force behind um i've edited a lot of documentaries like doing freelance work and stuff like that um so i kind of had that training if you will uh going into it but yeah like as far as kind of trying to figure out the story so in a lot of ways it's 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 interesting because it's almost like you're when you're shooting the class you're just trying to get a bunch of a bunch of words and sentences captured and then when you're editing that's when you're actually like right you're like okay i'll take yeah. this sentence and put it into this script which is the movie so it's kind of it's just kind of a different way of thinking as far as uh putting it together but really in a lot of ways it's very similar you're still thinking in terms of story and arcs and um all this stuff it's just you're you have a few limitations by what you captured um and so yeah that's that was kind of the main difference is that like you're you're kind of given a set of sentences and you have to figure out how to make a story out of those sentences (laughs) (laughs) gotcha it's like it's a lot more news oriented right like you just capture as much as you can and then you have to go find the story later i think that's i mean versus write the story yourself Mm -hmm. you're still writing it but it's it's more like you're discovering the story and then you're Mm -hmm. you're telling it and relaying that to your audience versus like just you know sitting down and breaking a story and yeah uh yeah it sounds like a, a a big difference there so what would you say are some of the the challenges that came along with that then um, I think every week there was a fear of whether we were going to actually capture anything interesting. And then, and then after every class, we were like, what were we worried about? Like, this yeah, is the yeah, most no, interesting it's... group of people in the world. Um, yeah, at least a few times each class, we there would be some great highlight that Jacob and I would geek out about. Like, yeah. oh man, that happened and we got it. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that was it. And then just trying to keep track of uh, everything because we were... We were both busy at the time, so I couldn't. I had originally planned to like be editing as we were shooting it, but I ended up being on a feature at the same time. So I was like being camera op uh, four days a week, and then I'd take off every Wednesday to shoot this doc, and then uh, and then go back to shooting the feature <laughs> the other four days, the other days of the week. Um, so it was it was a lot more uh, hectic than I thought it was going to be, and just trying to keep track of what equipment we needed and had available to us and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, a lot of like kind of logistical stuff like that was, uh, um, a little bit of a headache sometimes, but once we kind of got it down after the first two or three, we were, we were pretty solid as far as what we needed. Like I said, like going into the classes, we tried to be, we really just wanted to make sure we captured what was happening and, and captured those, those moments as they happened. And so, 
we tried not to stress out too much about that and then we could do some we knew we could do some crafting later um and then it was also it was also helpful that our one of the co-directors was also like one of the characters in the in the doc. <laughs> um, well, I don't uh, know how helpful that yeah, was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh yeah, I'm trying to think of other challenges. But I think that was that was the main thing was just like, oh man, how are we but, well I guess the other challenge would be like, how do we cut all this down? That, um, yeah, absolutely. Because, that was a big challenge in um, in post. Yeah, exactly. Because like choosing those three people, but even a half hour is not that much time to tell the story of three different people. Yeah. Um, and the class and the art show and like <laughs> and everything that's going on. And so, yeah, I think that was a big challenge in editing. And then once we, I think our first rough cut was like 45 minutes long, but it easily could have been longer if we for sure if we'd been really ambitious, but we kind of were like, no, it has to be half an hour. We can't do <laughs> yeah, longer yeah. than that. Let's, let's um, stop it there. Um, but yeah, I think that was the hardest part was just once, once we got into after that first cut, we're like, oh man, how do we get how do we get everything in there that we want to get without, but without hurting the story and without rushing it and all that stuff? Yeah, I mean that sounds gonna be a challenge because at cer- a certain point, you, it sounds like you had such interesting characters that were there was just an overwhelming amount of material yeah. to pull from, right? Absolutely, I'm sure that's really no tricky. Uh, Zach, did you have any particular challenges of note? Um, I mean, probably the biggest challenge just for me as far as like making the documentary and also teaching a class and doing the art show and everything was basically every day uh i was just like what the heck am i doing like <laughs> i can do, i can do this right like can i though yes i can but really though um cuz it was just like jacob said like we were we were both super busy doing other things at the time and so we were just like a lot of times it just felt like at least for me like i was just rushing to to run to the next thing uh every second but i mean like jacob said like i think we kind of well, I mean, with doing a documentary and also just teaching a class, like once we got through the first couple, it was like, okay, we kind of got ourselves in a groove. We figured out what we can do on how to make these things work on, you know, maybe there's some things we can do better or, or so on and, and so forth. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest challenge just for me personally was, uh, what am I doing? How do you teach photography? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I've gotten that question a lot. It's fantastic. Make a documentary about it. uh, yeah, it's yeah, literally, yeah. It's literally the blind leading the blind. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's super cool. What would be some kind of tips or maybe some lessons you learned from making you guys' first own documentary that you'd like to pass on to maybe some of our listeners? I think for me, like, it, have a plan, but also be ready for that plan to change dramatically. <laughs> uh, definitely have an idea of what kind of things you want and what kind of things you need, but also be very aware of what's happening and embrace what's happening uh, rather than trying to force something into whatever idea you had. Um, I think it's just really important because there's so many magical moments that we captured that we could never have planned. Always be on the lookout for those those moments. Uh, that's where the, the magic is going to happen for the for the film. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. And that even extends, you know, beyond just making a documentary, just like any kind of project or movie or whatever you're working on. You, you got to do that kind of have a plan uh, of what you want it to be or where you want it to go. But, you know, also be completely open to where the project wants to go by itself. Uh, Cause a lot of times it'll tell you. And if you try to force it back to what you were originally thinking, that can just hurt it and make it completely worthless. But yeah, and then 
I mean, as far as anything else, seizing those opportunities when they show up, uh, because, you know, they, Sandy at Newview emailed me and I was like, I have this random idea. And then they brought in their ideas and then I shot out some other ideas and just kind of expanded and ballooned from there. That was definitely a moment to where, you know, I could have just said from their initial email, oh no, I'm too busy. Sorry. Um, and then nothing else comes from it. But, you know, I, I at least try to recognize like, oh, this could be a cool opportunity for at least some fun uh, art pro- project or, or cool class I could do. And then it, you know, ballooned into both of those things plus a documentary, <laughs> which is awesome and amazing. And I'm, I'm still amazed that we were able to do it, uh, which is very much be all because of Sandy Wright, Tamara Babbitt at New View because they were just so supportive and so completely open to literally basically everything that we we wanted to try even going in like we can make a five-minute documentary um and they were like great and then we were like oh what if it's half an hour and they were like even better (laughs) (laughs) and and you know even even then you know like jacob said we wanted to make this you know we didn't want it to just be like a commercial for new view and we said that straight to them like we don't want this to be that and they were like neither do we and we were like this is amazing. <laughs> like these are the best people. Um, but yeah, no, they were incredibly supportive and and super amazing throughout the entire project. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, that would be probably my main tip is to find people like them, maybe even just specifically them. Just go talk to them. They're great. It's a new view, Oklahoma, ladies and gentlemen. Go talk to them, <laughs> and maybe get your documentary featured dead center someday. <laughs> so one last question to kind of close out our talk. You guys have. As I said earlier, you guys have directed a lot of different... You've directed an award-winning feature and award-winning shorts. Now that you've added documentary to your expertise, what is next for the Planet Thunder um, team? We've got lots of things so uh, many. that we got going on. So we got this cool website called The Cinematropolis that you've probably heard of. If what? You're listening to this. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I hope you've heard of it. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, we're working on... Um, uh, we're in development for our next feature that Vinny Hogan will write and direct called Werewolf Scouts. It's going to be incredible. Spooky. Um, what else are we working on? Lots of other stuff in the works, um, but yeah. that's the big. That's the next big one. Excellent. You guys can find some really handy pictures of Werewolf Scouts on Jacob's Instagram, and also I believe the Planet Thunder Instagram as well. It looks really exciting, guys. I'm very excited to check it out. Uh, well, before we wrap today, could you uh, let our listeners know where they can follow you online if they want to keep up with more of your projects, Zach? Uh, yeah, uh, you can, um, check me out at lefteyeburns.com. Don't know where I got that name. <laughs> um, also on Twitter at lefteyeburns, uh, and same thing on Instagram. Jacob? Uh, yeah, so my Twitter handle is at boomdigadown, and then my Instagram is also boomdigadown, and yeah, planetthunderfilms.com. Oh, yeah, there too. <laughs> uh, that's right. So if you uh, are listening, we hope you, you're aware of Planet Thunder and the Cinematropolis, but you can also find more of the Cinematropolis content through the Planet Thunder social media. That's uh, on Twitter at Planet Thunder or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Planet Thunder. So go give us a like, go follow us on Twitter, and hear more of some really cool behind-the-scenes stories from uh, independent filmmakers. This interview of the Cinematropolis Radio was hosted, written, and produced by Caleb Masters. This has been a Cinematropolis Radio podcast from thecinematropolis.com.
To hear more about more episodes of the Cinematropolis Radio, make sure to head on over to Twitter at Planet Thunder or give Planet Thunder Productions a like on Facebook. You can also find Caleb on Twitter at Talk. Thank you so much for joining our Dead Center 2017 special coverage. Until next time. Yeah.